What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? This episode of the podcast was super fun with a really cool guest. Kyle and I chatted about some bigger picture aspects of business that were really interesting to get into. In this episode, we talk about possibilities in the business world post-COVID, the huge personal growth that comes from cold calling, keeping a level mindset when you are super stressed out, and so much more. There are some really interesting conversations in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 30 of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, I have the great pleasure to chat with Kyle Hicks, a phenomenal all-around insurance specialist with Liberty Mutual. What's going on, Kyle? How's everything going? How are you, man? <laughs> really can't complain, Kyle. Thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's been, it's been great to listen to uh, your podcast grow over the last uh, well, 29 prior episodes. So I've been, uh, I've been a listener every time. It's been great. Thank you very much. It, it means a lot. It really does. The, the pleasure is all mine to have you on again. I, I can't wait to, um, you know, kind of start talking again. Um, but yeah, you know, so if we could kind of like jump right into things, you know, if you could kind of talk a little bit about, you know, what you do, you know, how you kind of got into the insurance industry. Um, you know, yeah, like kind of your story, like the areas you cover, all that fun stuff. <laughs> Awesome. So as you said, I work for Liberty Mutual. Cool part is I have a backing of a, like a major fortune 100 company, but I'm kind of like my own little neighborhood insurance agency. Like I can write through a bunch of carriers. I really focus on communication with people um, and educating them like on the process. Cause I mean, growing up, uh, we never really learn about insurance and how important it is. And you never are told like what to have and what to what, how much coverage you should have. So it's just an important thing. And that's my favorite part is, is that just even looking at people's like coverages and things and, and educating them on that. Um, I got into it uh, because I just like to help people and uh, I have a sports medicine background. So I'm kind of weird transition. I was an athletic trainer for 11 years prior to my career in insurance, uh, various levels. I worked at division one all the way down to middle school and just covered all sorts of sports. And I was the guy that ran on the field. If you ever got hurt, that was, that was what I did. And um, so I always liked helping people, but I had uh, the schedule was really taking a toll on me. I worked seven days a week. Um, some days would start like 11 and I'd work till like 11 PM. Um, and I'd be right back there the next morning at like six. So it was just really weird schedule. Um, missed a lot of family time, a lot of holidays and things. I saw the writing on the wall. I needed something with a little bit more flexibility. Uh, started applying for jobs. Liberty mutual gave me a chance. And I, I liked their, uh, like the values of the company itself. They believe in, uh, like volunteering outside of work and, and things like that. And then allowed me to have a little bit more flexible of a lifestyle I still working and learning a new industry so that's that's why I ended up kind of where I am um, as far as like areas I cover I handle all Massachusetts um, and if I can't write it in a state someone on my team can we have uh, all of New England covered basically almost all the way down the whole east coast uh, to Florida and um, I can that's the best part about working for a big company I can find you someone so if you got I think uh, I got a call on like a Saturday night from a client. They're like, we just bought, they're from Alabama. They're like, we just bought an investment property in Alabama. Can you handle that? And I was like, no, but I can find you someone I can. And I did. So it's just one of those things of working for a huge company. It's very nice. Yeah, that's really cool. You know, that's definitely a really big thing too, you know, to kind of have that, that self-awareness, you know, that like you wanted to be able to have like some of that time back and everything to, 
you know, be able to enjoy with family and friends and, you know, enjoy it yourself, you know, um, oh, yeah. and to kind of see, you know, that you might've wanted to change. Yeah, no, it was definitely uh, like even, so one of my guy I grew up with, we've known each other since we were like five, he was the strength and conditioning coach at the school, at the last school I was at. And I was the athletic trainer. And he's just like, he's like, dude, you just got to find something new. He's like, you can see it on your face. He's like, you're still really good at what you do, but you're just, you're just burnt out. And, uh, and that's what happens in our field a lot. We kind of, you know, we, we go into it knowing it's a grind and, and you really have to love the profession and, and love what you do uh, day in and day out. And I did for a long time. And then it just finally kind of took a toll on me. Um, but I would never have changed anything. Like I, I loved what I did. I loved where I went to school for it and all my friends and uh, like colleagues along the way. I loved, I mean, working, I miss the kids every day. I was like, they're like my own kids. They always joked, like, when are you going to have your own kids? And said, I got 1500 of you guys already. I got to take care of every day. <laughs> so that was, it was really cool. The relationships I had and the, and the uh, kind of influence I had with them. Cause I was like, not a teacher, not a coach. So I was like kind of in the middle. They came to me with a lot of just like college questions and, and like just overall life stuff. So it's, it's, I wore a lot of hats in that field and I still kind of do now. So it's cool. Yeah. That's definitely really cool, you know, to be able to, to be that, you know, kind of person, you know, for those kids all the way up to, you know, like the college level sports and stuff like that. That's, you know, to be that kind of guidance counselor, I, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of what I was. I was, uh, every day was different. I mean, I'd have to deal with, like, get, I never really had a set schedule. Every day would kind of come in and things would just be like, all right, this is what's on the docket. And I never, I had to be prepared for the unknown, I guess. Cause every, like I'm basically, I'm sitting there watching games and I can either, there's some days where I don't talk to a single person, but there's also some days where I have to call 911 and like triage situations cause kids get hurt. So yeah. it was pretty wild some days, but uh, no, I definitely, uh, you're right about the self-awareness part. I'm, I'm lucky. I was able to get out when I did and, and not regret staying somewhere too long. Yeah, definitely, man. That's, that's huge. Yep. What is your drive and vision for the long term? you know, whether it was, you know, like way back then or what it is now, or, you know, kind of the change in between. Yeah. The biggest thing is I just want to be happy, like doing whatever I'm doing. And uh, I mean, that's really all I've ever focused on and, and, uh, and what I did, no matter what type of job it was, it was starting out as a kid and I worked at a golf course and I just enjoyed it. And, and it was the same thing with athletic training. And then same thing now. I'm sure some days are a grind, like when people aren't answering their phones, or you got a cold call a lot and stuff like that, especially when you're starting out. Um, but as you start to grow and your name gets out there and people start to refer you, I mean, it feels good. It feels good when people are happy and you did the right thing. And at the end of the day, that's really uh, what drives me is just to be, be happy and, and really to help people. Um, vision for the long term, I'm just trying to uh, keep growing. I mean, keep meeting people, doing things like this, connecting with you and other like-minded individuals. That's my favorite thing to do like in the world is network. Um, I know it's a question later on, but we can, and we'll get into that more, but I love talking to people. I always have my, uh, my wife makes fun of me because I make small talk with everybody, like no matter who it is, I just always have. And, uh, and I think that's important and cause you never know how you can help someone. Like if someone's like, Hey, I need a landscaper. Like they're just in conversation and I'm just like, Oh, Hey, I got a guy. Like, that's why I like to be, I like to have that arsenal. So. Yeah, it's a ton of fun, you know, to kind of be that connector and be able to help people out, you know, like in different ways like that. And because I mean, the way that I kind of see, you know, doing something like that is like, you know, you get the satisfaction out of helping that person, that person, you know, potentially gets an opportunity, you know, from a referral from you, 
and then the person being referred you know like the landscape would be happy too you know because you yep. thought of him and it just it seems like everybody's happy you know what i mean at least yeah. for the opportunity like even yeah, if it good. doesn't work out yeah exactly it's kind of like karma i mean you give you it give yeah. eventually it'll come <laughs> back and if it doesn't that's okay it's just you did the right thing in, in the moment and that's that's really how i try to live and uh and, and kind of be out there I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it, it really is such a powerful thing, you know, and then like, yeah, like just help kind of helping those people out and everything. And mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, exactly. It's uh, I, 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 I mean, I, I, like, if you asked me to, you, you really wanted to introduce you, like meet somebody, make a connection and, and really get like, your, that can help your business. I'm going to be like, yeah, absolutely. Here's look at my, go through my LinkedIn, go through my phone contacts. If you want to meet someone, have at it. I'll, I'll make the introduction. Yep. And that's uh. That's, I think, what's the most important thing, especially starting out. And I mean, that's people helped me out that way um, when I was first getting going. And, and that's how I still try to do now. Yeah, there's there really is a lot of power in it, you know, and like you never mm -hmm. know what can come out of those relationships, too. No, you never. Know, like... and that, <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly like we talked on the phone. I can remember a long yeah. time ago, like in the summer of last year and then just stayed in touch randomly throughout the year and always checking in and see if you needed anything or same thing with me. and. Uh, you would, uh, you would, you would send me messages and it's just, uh, it's one of those things that if I ever see, I'm going to be like, yeah, no, I got, uh, you should meet Kyle. He's just got good energy and, 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 and likes to talk and, and network. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Same to you. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, but Wow. Um, what are your thoughts on building relationships and expanding your network? I know we just kind of hit on this quite a bit, but <laughs> uh, that's the biggest thing I wish, uh, I mean, utilize, it's pretty crazy when you're starting off in any type of world that's uh, like for me, insurance or you real estate or really anything, never really know what your natural network's going to bring. So you mm -hmm. always ask, like if anyone, someone just bought a home and you're like, well, what's the mortgage lender? Like, did you have a good experience? Or did you, did you just, for me, at least did you, like, did you just buy a car? Like, what was your experience like there? Can I get an introduction there? And it's just, you just always ask and, and build. And those are the, that's how you get your name out there. You meet people. And that's how, like, for me, at least that's how I generate businesses is I like to connect with real estate and mortgage lenders and try to help out their, their home buyers or refis and things like that with their insurance and make sure they're covered and, and have no issues and can sleep well at night. And then, uh, but that's, I like forming those relationships and being an asset, uh, to and be a little part of the team and just play a small role in some people's major, major life moments. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, you know, even like just to kind of put yourself out there, you know, because people are constantly buying, you know, houses, cars, whatever, you know, like situations change and, you know, just to kind of like have the vision of being like the guy, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, you know, to be able to cover everything and, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think expanding your network is the biggest thing. You can't be, can't be too set. It never ends. Like you always got to yeah. be checking in and, and really attending events and, and, uh, it really, that's like, that is, it is a full-time job in itself. And that's, um, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, you have to really love that aspect of it. I mean, eventually, hopefully you don't really have to do a ton of it, but it's still important to check in and maintain those relationships because you can't just get complacent. And, uh, cause there's always someone else out there that wants to wants the same thing. So it's, um, always a battle and, uh, especially when you first start and it's can be frustrating, but. Uh, especially the last year, I mean, we can't really meet in person. So those things take some time. And that's been the hardest part of trying to generate new relationships because you, I mean, Zoom's great for those to hop on a call, but nothing beats meeting someone in person and trying to connect that way. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You know, see, the thing that's kind of interesting with that, though, is um, 
you know, like meeting people over Zoom and stuff like that. I, I feel like it's kind of like an introduction, but, you know, I totally agree with you. Like nothing beats like, you know, going out for coffee or going out for lunch or something and, you know, just getting that like different connection. Like it, it's not like a, you know, it's, it's kind of like a half connection kind of thing, I guess. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I understand what you're saying. Cause you can zoom, like I said, zoom's great, super easy, convenient and everything. At the end of the day, that's where you, when you actually meet someone, you make those personal connections and those feelings, and uh, and you can tell like this is someone like I want to do business with, or this is someone like I would refer to, and things like yeah. that. So that's really the biggest thing is, and that's been the hardest part over the last year um, and change. And I, now we're starting to open up and be able to meet more. But I mean, before it was crazy that um, it just never was like couldn't do anything. It was weird. I know. <laughs> yep. it was so strange. See, I can't believe it. I can't believe it's already april i know i can't believe it's almost may like we, we've been in this for what since last march so it's like um, yeah. 13 months it's crazy it's it really is you know yeah like i haven't even been in the office since then i haven't done uh um i have yeah we're not even slated to go back until june ish um as of right now it's just crazy yeah it's definitely a different world now you know what i mean i, I feel like it might like kind of open up the eyes a little bit in terms of like you know like how can I adapt like my kind of organization like to be able to work a lot more remotely you know and pay like you know less for office expenses and stuff like that and you know I feel like it just kind of I guess opens up some eyes you know to see like I I don't know I think it's just kind of interesting like you know kind of how that worked with like the business aspect you know to see like what kind of processes and people and stuff you know can still function you know a lot more at home and then to see if like they work more efficiently at home because, you know, they might not be in an office or like less efficient because they're at their home, you know, just like, it, I'm kind of curious to see like some of the data, you know, to, to see kind of how something like that is, has worked like across different industries. No, I, if, it's funny. You talk about that. I have a lot of friends that work in different offices and different settings and some people thrive and some people can't do it. And it's, obviously depends on like your setup at home. Like a lot of my friends live in the city, so they don't have like a huge home office or anything like that. Um, so being in Boston and even New York is pretty tough on them. Uh, but I think a lot of companies from what I gather, like some of my friends work for tech companies, they're going to give them like an option and go in, like a hybrid model where they don't have to They have each say there's like 50 people in your office, like 10 will come in, like they'll rotate kind of schedules. So like, it'll be like two days a week at an office, three days at home. I think you're going to see a lot of that um, going forward. And I think, I mean, as long as you're, when it comes to like a sales role, I mean, as long as you're putting up numbers, they're really not going to care what, what kind of what you're doing or where you are. And I think that's the biggest thing. But yeah. once you start, once you start to like slack or go or anything like that, I mean, that's going to be the big, that's going to be where it's time to worry. But uh, I think the last year has proved that a lot of people uh, can work from home. And, and I don't think anyone's ever thought of it before that like massive office spaces aren't going to be really needed anymore. Yeah, it's definitely going to be really interesting, you know, to see kind of how things shift, like, especially, you know, even like in the next couple of months, you yeah. know, just to kind of see what happens and, you know, businesses being created in the future and adapting and it's going to be, it's definitely a curveball you know, kind of in that department. <laughs> oh yeah. But now you got, you got people that kind of realize that they can work from literally anywhere. Like we have a yeah. friend that was down in Florida a couple of weeks ago he got married he they him and his uh fiance were both living in like downtown manhattan like gorgeous little uh place there and then we're getting married in florida where where she's from and 
it was like the Friday, the weekend of like everything shut down. Like that pandemic happened. It was like the 12th or the 13th, whatever day it was. Yeah. And um, that was when they got married. So everyone coming home in the airport was like all like, what's going on? Like, where are we even coming? Are we even able to go back to work or like what's going on? They just, they stayed down there and then he drove back up, packed up their apartment in New York and drove back down and never left Florida. They just stayed down there. They've been down there ever since. That's and crazy. That's, yeah, they bought they bought a house and they're like, I can. He he works from uh, Microsoft. He's like, I can do whatever, and he's like, I can work from wherever. And same with her. And it's just, I think you're going to see a lot of people and a lot of companies doing that, where that which is good and bad because of um, like if you can hire like a software engineer and live in the Midwest and pay him a Midwest salary, it's going to save big companies money because you're not paying like San Francisco or New York. So it's, it is going to be interesting when it comes to that type of stuff too, where. Uh, where if people can work from anywhere, like why are you gonna have to, why is rent gonna they're gonna pay four thousand dollars a month for a seven hundred square foot apartment yeah. in San Francisco? <laughs> so I guess there's it's gonna be interesting in that regard of what happens really in the real estate market and and office space. It's gonna be nuts to see. Yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah, definitely right. You know, even in terms of like you know across the world, you know, like yeah. what if you had like you know like what if now like you're able to hire people from you know like china or you know like different kind of places over there you know and yeah you know still work as efficiently as you know somebody like the next street over from the company you know like it's it's just i feel like it can kind of keep you thinking for hours you know like the possibilities now <laughs> oh yeah and i think that's the, the cool part about working from home is i mean yeah it's it, it, you're definitely like always on but it's also if i can't work from if I can't get to work at nine, I have stuff going on. Like I can shift my day around. And, and I think people are realizing the benefits of that too. And it also gives people that aren't like their bodies just don't function well at nine to five. You can work from 12 to 12 PM to 8 PM or 12 PM to 9 PM and still get the same amount of work done. And, and uh, yeah. so I think you're going to see a lot of people that uh, I'm, I'm kind of, I still love like my science and stuff. So I, I read a lot about sleep and, and everything. And there's people's bodies that are just night owls. And there a lot of people couldn't, couldn't find work because of that. Cause they're like, what they wanted to do was a nine to five. And I think you're going to see a lot of people be able to access different careers now because of being able to work from home. And I think that's going to be pretty interesting too. Yeah. That's super interesting. I kind of want to look a little more into that, you know, kind yeah. of thing. That's like, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I mean, I texted you this morning at like four 45, like my, I'm most productive, like five, like I get up, I work out and I'm most, most productive from like like that time frame to like 2 p.m and like that's when i that's when i thrive um but after like afternoons i save my time that's when i i save it all for networking because that's the most fun stuff to do yeah and, uh, so then i also i also like have something to look forward to throughout the day um so like when i'm tired and don't really want to like do the tedious things i don't have to because it's already all done um but there's other people that are the polar opposite of me like one of my best friends is, is is i there's sometimes he'll sleep well he'll, he'll text me at like one he's like i just got up and he i'm like what did you he's like i worked until 3 a.m and i just i just went to bed then he's just it's what he does and he's just like we've we've been he's been like that since we were little though so it's just one of those things that some people have a different different body clock and that's when they're that he's like i'm most productive then so he's like why can't i just work then yeah that's so super a, interesting you never yeah. really never really thought about something like that before yeah everybody's pretty different and that's uh I mean, that's just me still having like my health and science background of, of what I grew up with. And, uh, and I, and I like to read and kind of still like that type of things are, are super interesting to me. Yeah. I think I'm definitely going to do a little bit of research on that, you know, and 
honestly like not to kind of go down another rabbit hole but like who came up with nine to five you know like yeah oh yeah <laughs> i thought about that all the time because like why not just have a four four day work week and let us have three day weekends and stuff like that yeah it's just who it, thought of this <laughs> yeah exactly and like they even even sometimes like um one of your questions later on i'll and we can talk uh, it's, it's a it's a really good book i'll bring it up later but it brings up that like creating that urgency really all the time so you're never really like why can't even my work days be shorter if I can get as much done in four hours as eight hours, if it's just condensed, like, why do I have to work eight? Like people, there's been arguments with that. I know there was a, like a city or a district in North Carolina that like just switched to four day work weeks. They're like, no, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're good. Or at least they experimented with it. Like, and, and I know companies like Raytheon, they do, uh, they do nine hour days and you have every other Friday off. Um, and things like that it's like why not i mean if you can get yeah. more if you can get more done in, in four 10 hour days like that's what my wife used to do at the physical therapy clinic before she left she did four tens and then had every friday off like yep. i mean I, I would happily do that me too yeah, yeah. <laughs> like why not yeah yeah i, I couldn't agree more <laughs> yeah but it's that is interesting i mean whoever started the nine to five is just one of those one of those things we it's just it's ingrained in our heads that that's the right thing to do and and, uh, and sometimes, and I think this last year, it's people are kind of starting to think differently and think that it's not. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can, I can go off on a lot of tangents, but continue. <laughs> we'll, get back, we'll get back to track. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I, I definitely, um, you know, I'm going to do a little bit of research on that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm super interested in, you know, kind of hearing you talk about that. And Oh yeah. Nature.com is a, uh, is a great website. It's just about, it's at posts all out of science stuff. And it's been, uh, it's been a really good for the last year about like just COVID, but also just any, any other thing that's going on in the world of like health and, uh, and like wilderness and nature and what they're finding out there. Nature.com is great for that type of thing. It's very, it's all peer reviewed articles and journals. It's really good. It sounds pretty cool. I'll have to check yeah. it out. <laughs> what do you consider to be the biggest variable in expanding your clientele? Just meeting people. I mean, trying to once you if you can help someone in a certain community and you do really well and they'll they they know they know people like and then they'll connect you to your their friends and their family and and I've seen that with um with if they're if it's a tight knit group of like like just from one country or one ethnicity or anything like that. I mean it it you can definitely get in there and, and, and that's the biggest thing is just trying to help everybody. You gotta, you gotta be open to conversations um, and you can never turn them down, which I mean, I, even if I'm just sitting here doing like random little like trainings, I'll keep my phone line open all day. And, and just whoever calls like our office that comes in, I'm going to answer and I'm going to take the conversation and see if I can help them in any way. And, and I think that's the biggest thing. And, and that's, what's helped me out um, over the last year when we couldn't really do anything and just expanding my clientele and um and just trying to meet people and if they don't speak english trying to find the right person that i can connect them with that can and help them in certain ways or like um i remember in, in a career prior it was i couldn't um it was meeting face to face i couldn't i couldn't i didn't know american sign language so we just can we just wrote everything down and, and that's how we communicated and uh, just little things like that kind of thinking outside the box yeah. and try to on, on how to um on how to do that so that's really the biggest thing um, it's just being open, open to conversations. And that's how you expand your clientele. You can never be closed off. You really got to, uh, you really got to, uh, be open for everything. Yeah, you're definitely right. You know, to just kind of get like as many opportunities as you can to, you know, to do what you have to do. And like you said, you know, kind of adapt to those, 
um, different kind of cases that come up. Um, so I'm not sure if you do it now, but we were uh, talking about like the cold calling earlier. Oh yeah. Have um, were you cold calling during like the the COVID? Like you know, once everything shut down. Oh yeah, I still do. I have my uh, I have my Salesforce and my and uh, and we get leads and people that either come on like uh, websites and do quotes and we get their information. We call them and, and we talk to them and they're just and they're just old like whatever and it's just part of the job and uh and it's how you uh you try to get comfortable doing it and and it does sometimes it's definitely a grind and uh and that's really the hardest part but other than that i mean it's really uh it's part of the job yeah definitely yeah, uh, but, uh, i definitely oh, do it still I, it's no that, that's my fault i definitely still do it every day that's awesome yeah. it definitely is a really tough thing to start to get used to like i, I was extremely afraid of it and um you know i just kind of started doing it you know within like the past six months yeah oh yeah you know, for like the real estate aspect and it's uh it definitely is tough to get used to but you know once you kind of start going you know it's it gets a little bit easier <laughs> yeah i mean it's never fun like getting yelled at or anything like that but at the end of the day i mean you're not you might you're probably never going to meet these people that are, are are upset at you and it's and it and it's just part of the job and what's helped me is someone talked to me about it's like cognitive uh i'll send you smart was cognitive i'm gonna butcher the last part but this <laughs> you basically had to like disarm people when you cold call them. yep and um instead of being like hi this is Kyle from Liberty Mutual, whoever you're calling, say you're, you're calling someone named Mark and just say, hi, is this Mark? And it's just like, it kind of disarms them right away. And then they, they can actually carry into the conversation a little bit better. So I've seen better success utilizing some of that stuff when it comes to cold calling. Mm -hmm. um, and, and even like texting people, like I will, some people would rather communicate that way and I'll do the same thing. And it, and it does work out if you, if you can, uh, if you can kind of just say, disarm them a little bit. So they're not why is this person calling me? It's, it's, you picked up the phone for a reason. Let's see if it's, uh, if, if I can, if I can get you to stay on longer than 10 seconds before you yeah. hear, I'm from Liberty Mutual and you hang up on me. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's definitely true, man. You know, yeah. I feel like it's, it's pretty interesting with cold calling too, you know, to be able to experiment with stuff like that and kind of figure out, you know, like what works for you and like, you know, what gets you to that like 11 second mark, mm -hmm. you know, like in the call and everything and like it, it's i feel like it's a really quick turnaround to be able to have like you know an idea or like you know maybe want to change something around a little bit and be able to put it to test like instantly you know and see if like what kind of reactions you get and i think it's really interesting you know like if you know people can kind of like get over that fear um i feel like it can definitely be really rewarding Oh, absolutely. You're spot on. And that's, you just got to get comfortable. And, uh, and that's the hardest part is, is pushing yourself in different ways. I've ex you and you also just have to be in the right mindset to do it. You can't just be like, all right, I have to do these calls just yeah. because like, I need to get like my <laughs> dials up or like, just because like, you gotta be like, all right, I'm gonna, you gotta be. And it's funny. I've read people like put mirrors in front of their computer or their phone so they can see their face. So like, if you're smiling, you're presenting a little bit differently than if you're like upset or in a grind and you're going to be like a little bit more closed off and not as open and not sound as good as you normally would. And, uh, and that's huge. I mean, I, I've never done that, but I've, I've read people that have pretty good success in just seeing their own faces talking to someone on the phone, just because um, it's going to change their demeanor. And I think that's pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, it's just trying different things. And if, if you notice something's not working, chances are there's a reason why and you need to do some self-reflection and even 
uh, when I first started, my manager would like sit in on the, like, sit next to me or, or listen to my phones. And she would just be like, all right, it's like playing a sport. You got to go back and listen to the tape, watch the tape and, and we can go over like how and everything. And definitely you're, you're very nervous when you first start and you can hear it in your voice and you're questioning. Yeah. And then eventually <laughs> you just get, you just get comfortable and it's just like having a conversation. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. That's the biggest thing. Hey, you can't come off. Uh, Got to be a little pleasant. And not very pushy in the beginning. And then most of the time, if you're just uh, kind of relaxed, they'll relax. And then sometimes people just want to have a conversation too. It's dead. And I, I've, I've, I've talked to end up talking to cold, sometimes with cold calls for like a half an hour and not even just about random, not like what we're doing, going off on tangents and, and, and down rabbit holes and not even about insurance or why I called them in the first place. Yeah. It's pretty cool when that happens too. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you were making like a ton of calls right before that. Yep. Oh yeah. And that's, and, but then those are the times where like you go on like a heater of being, of not getting answers and getting voicemails or getting hung up on. And then someone picks up and wants to talk. You kind of panic. Yeah. And you're like, what do I do? Someone actually wants to talk to me. Oh my God. You have to like, you have, I have to like pull up my, I feel like, all right, settle down, like get the household up, whatever, like get your notes ready. And I'm yeah. like, your heart rate's like going nuts. Cause it's like, I haven't talked to anybody in 45 minutes. And now all of a sudden someone wants to talk. It's the weirdest thing yeah (laughs) yeah no that's happened i mean it happens like once a week and i'm just like yep okay this is it's it's that time so i gotta i gotta figure it out but it's it's pretty funny yeah i feel like one thing that i kind of came across with the cold calling that like kind of really stuck out was that no two calls are actually like connected so like they're like separate opportunities like you know if one person told you you know to go screw yourself or you know whatever and probably more profane language yeah um, exactly you know the next one might be you know like this really sweet person you know who is willing to have a conversation and like those literally aren't related at all oh yeah you know and once i kind of realized that i'm like oh okay you know like every literally every single opportunity is different you know yeah no i completely agree and, and someone someone told me once that uh one no is closer to your next yes. And that's kind of how I've always looked at it. And it's the rule of sales. I mean, you got to call, talk to a hundred, you call a hundred people, 10% might want to, might answer the phone. And that 10% of that 10% might want to actually talk to you. So you're talking about one or two people and yeah. that's the biggest thing. And, uh, and that's been, it's, it truly is a numbers game when it comes to that, but you're spot on. No two calls are ever the same. So it's, it's definitely one of those things in the beginning where someone tells you to get bent and like can't and hang up the phone and, and then yeah. but the next next one is just like all right you just got to brush it off and go on to the next one you can't take it personal yeah i feel like that right there honestly is the biggest thing you know not to take it personal like this is literally just business like you know yeah. whatever yeah and just be able to kind of walk away from it you know and be like all right you know whatever like just keep going yeah because i mean i guess i put myself i mean do you like to answer the phone when random numbers are calling you that you don't know like it's one of those things it's like i know i don't like it like if they leave me a voicemail i'll call i'll call them back or if it's like a number i recognize well nowadays unfortunately i could get a lot of random people calling my cell phone for insurance but um that's besides the point but i if it's a number i i'll I'll be like number doesn't look familiar it's not saved like i'll let it go to voicemail and it's still one of those things it's like is this someone trying to sell me something or is it something else? But it's just, I completely put myself in those people's shoes and, and I understand why they are like, why are you calling me? Or like, where did you get my information from? And, yeah. uh, and that's the funniest part. It is. <laughs> yep. Um, what is the most important lesson that you have learned over your career? 
so it's a saying I've kind of known for a while, but it, it really boded well with like a new career and making a transition was just get comfortable being uncomfortable. Like you got to put your, if that's how you're going to grow as a person and, and in your career is those little uncomfortable moments of, of like where you're, where you don't, where it's okay to say you don't know. And like, you have to get back to someone and you're not, and it's okay to ask for help. Like those are the times where, and what I've realized doing this is that it's what you have to do. Like you're going to have more respect if, if you, someone's calling you and be like, you know what, that's a great question. I actually don't know. Let me get back to you as opposed to trying to lie your way through and being wrong. And, and same thing with if, and that just asking for help. Like when I first started learning systems and everything like that, just everyone in my office, like they're all, everyone always says they're willing to help. And, but you never, most of the time you never want to ask, but if you actually ask, everyone's going to want to help you. And that's the biggest thing is um, be a little bit uncomfortable and, and that's how you're going to grow and never be afraid to ask for help. Those are the two, probably the two biggest things I've, I've in my career that I wish I could have told myself a long time ago to, to actually like buy into and, and believe and not be so stubborn. Yeah, that really is a big thing. You know, it, it takes, you know, a, a certain kind of mindset to be able to, you know, kind of do that and ask for help, you know, and yeah, not no. just try to like figure it out on your own and everything. And yeah, no, it's, I think what they call it like a growth mindset. So it's, uh, yeah. you're always kind of, you're open to new ideas and, and new things. And, and that's how you, you just get better as a person and as a professional. And, and I think that's going to translate, like, it doesn't even make a difference if you're reading or, do, or listening to a podcast for, could be something completely different, but it's, if it opens your eyes to something new, it might translate to you and your professional career. And I think that's huge too. Um, but it's always being willing to being open to learn and, and listen to people talk. And, and uh, cause like, what something might just randomly click when you're listening to like the radio or an ad or something, yeah. it's just always being like open to things and, uh, and never be too closed off. Cause we're always evolving and, and the world's evolving and our professions are, are changing every day. So that's what you have to really do. Yeah. I feel like that's a really big one, you know, kind of that you just hit on even like, you know, listening to like different podcasts that you're used to, or, you know, just putting on the radio or something, yep. um, you know, like watching TV or whatever, like there might be things that randomly just click with you that are totally like applicable to, you know, the profession or like the company or whatever that you're doing. And it's super interesting, you know, just to kind of see it from like another set of eyes and like, oh, you know, that worked this way. Like, how can I translate that into like, you know, what I'm doing? And like, that's, you know, it's just, it's really cool when stuff like that happens, you know, to kind of take a break from what you're used to and maybe like something that's directly related to your field and just kind of like, you know, even enjoy something else, like just to, you know, change things up a little bit. And all of a sudden something hits, you know, like, all right, you know, like I can totally change things with that, you know, for what I'm doing and like just to, yeah, I mean, just to kind of enjoy different things and, and sometimes you can pick gems from them. Oh yeah. You're spot on. And, 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 um, and that's the biggest thing is, is you just got to listen. Like one of the, the best things I've ever learned from, uh, I, I've been in like the, the CrossFit and strength and conditioning world for 10 years or so now too. And, um, a guy he's super successful he's a really good friend of mine he told me he's like when i started coaching he's like look he's like you could be having the worst day of your life the people that are coming in don't care they did all they're here to do is work out and this this is like their hour so always be no matter what's going on personal like try to be happy and engaging with them and he's like and that's how you're gonna learn and just grow like you're gonna be able to actually like learn from them and, and treat every person there and it's the same thing in our in our jobs like if you're having a bad day person on the other phone line is not going to care. 
Yeah, exactly. Because it's just how it is. And they're not like they're your friends and your family. So it's like you got to be able to put that stuff on back burner and kind of and just kind of grew, and that helped me out a lot of just like it's just another day and you just got it and, and it helped and, and you're I, you are uncomfortable but you got to be you got to be okay with that and uh and that's helped me out a lot too is i'm just trying to make everyone else's day a little bit easier and a little bit better and that that mindset's all, also helped me out a ton yeah that definitely is you know a, a huge one to be able to kind of put like those personal things aside you know because it yep. definitely isn't easy sometimes but I mean, like if, you know, you kind of have that mentality of, you know, whether it's like down in the dumps or whatever, or, you know, things are yeah. going on. And then, you know, when you start cold calling people, you know, you're like, you're not going to have the same like bouncy, energetic exactly. kind of tone. And, you know, I, I feel like your, your chances of like doing something are cut in half, you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's just all your tone of voice. And if yeah. like, so like, say I'm having like a really bad week on the sales side of things, and I'm just trying to get some, some sort of numbers in, if I'm like, if I'm stressed or anxious about that, like someone can tell on the phone and it's, yeah. if, if like, I'm trying to be a little bit, my, just my mannerisms are a little pushy or things like that. They're going to be able to tell and they're going to be turned off by that. And so it's just one of those things you just got to be yourself and, uh, and just have conversations like every, not every day is going to go according to plan. And that's the biggest thing. Yep. That's huge. Yeah. Ooh, Kyle, how do you define wealth? Oof. Um, I mean, obviously there's like the actual definition of it, but that's not really what I look at. I, uh, I kind of don't even really, my wife always jokes. She's like, how much, like, how, how's your week going? Like what, like, like, what are we, I'm like, honestly, I have no idea. Like I've never, I always, I always tried to focus on, uh, just kind of being in the moment and being happy. And, and that's really what I, that's really what I consider wealth. Like I'm healthy, I'm happy. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm upright and breathing. And, and, uh, and that's really the biggest things for me. That's what I look at as wealth. Um, like I have a gorgeous, a healthy family and, and that's what I look at. Uh, and that's going to, those are, that's, what's going to get me like the actual definition of wealth in my opinion. Um, and that's kind of what I've always looked at. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's pretty interesting to see, you know, kind of like how things just kind of like naturally balance out, you know, like if you're happy, you know, like your family's happy, everybody's happy. Like, I feel like, you know, sometimes that can translate over to, you know, like your day job or whatever. And like, like things just kind of balance out like the exercise and everything too like you know yeah yeah <laughs> it's all it's all part of it like if you're like there's there was definitely a stretch um last year where like my me like mental health kind of took a toll and i was just like this is like just in that huge stretch where everything was shut down i've got a got a son that's kind of like in that weird stage of like before you could crawl so you're still trying to figure stuff out and like and I stressed at work because obviously things aren't open up, so I can't really do much. And then it was just, uh, you could, I could see it carry over to like just how I was, like I thought I was okay, but it was just like I, my, I could see it how it was affecting like my, my relationships with people and, uh, yeah. and, and being able to take a step back and do some and, and, uh, and kind of reflect on like the situation in the moment and, and realize that like I, I was not okay and I need to figure that out and like why am I, feeling like this and sometimes for me at least I try to control too many things that I can't control and like and, and that's when I really uh I'll start to get like a little bit anxious and things like that so if I focus on what I can do and and, and doing that the best at that then that's really where I'm going to end up seeing the wealth in the long run yeah I, I couldn't agree more you know I feel like that's definitely a big thing too is like trying to control things that aren't necessarily controllable I know mm -hmm. I definitely you know kind of struggle with that like trying to you know, do everything and stuff. And some things just aren't in your control, you know, they're gonna fall the way that they're gonna fall. And 
like things are just going to happen. Yeah. No. And then what I've learned in the last year is that it's okay to say no. I've always been like a yes person and a people pleaser. And, uh, and sometimes you just can't, and you just gotta be, and people have a lot more respect for you. If you say no, I like, I don't have the time or like, no, I can't do it. Um, and you won't really get like walked over or anything like that. So I've learned that as well. And that's, uh, that's contributed to my, like that, that same mindset. And I think that's going to really bring you the actual definition of wealth down the line. Um, Cause it's never built and it's never overnight. Well, I mean, I guess it can be nowadays with uh, our lovely cryptocurrency <laughs> and, every, and, uh, and the, and, and, and the Reddit stocks, but that's, that's, an, but uh, those are still, those are still few and far between because it really makes you think that, I mean, it, I mean, you can even you can even say to people out there that say what that money is really not even a thing. It doesn't even mean anything. Just with and this is proof. But uh, um, but no, other than that, the wealth wealth is a long is definitely a long game, and you got to be happy along the way. Yeah, it it really is. You know, it's not sustainable when you're not happy. No, it makes everything miserable. I mean, why do you want to? It, it literally just makes everything miserable. I mean, I I had a friend that. Um, went to the Sloan school at MIT for business, want to be investment banker. Like that was what it, he was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to do the grind for a couple of years. I'm going to come out making like half a million, seven, like $750,000 a year. And, and like plus bonuses. And he got there and within the, cause you, I don't know if you're familiar with that. He's like, a, he's like, I got the job. He started and he's getting in there at like six in the morning, leaving at like 11 at night, like every day. And even on weekends for the first year, and he's just like, I'm miserable. And he, and, and he finally was just like, I'm out. He's like, I went to, he went to, took another job. And now he's out in California, like having, like enjoying life and, uh, and doing it the way it's supposed to be done as opposed to what he was. And it was just like, and, and that's the thing you gotta, you gotta realize that, that it's, you're, you're supposed to be happy in what you're doing. Otherwise, literally everything feels like work. Yeah. It's so crazy too. You know what I mean? Like just, just to kind of like, you know, go through all that and like kind of have that vision just to kind of find out that, you know, it, it isn't really, um, it doesn't really make you happy, you know, and yeah. it's, but yeah, yeah it's, you don't really know until you do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think some people chase like a paycheck or a status thing when it comes to things like that, as opposed to looking at like what actually makes them happy. Like it could be, they're chasing something like that, but it could be just being like, I want to make music or paint. And that's not, if you're not chasing your passion then, or some, some form of it, then like, what's like, what, I guess, what's the point. Um, yeah. So I guess that's kind of a, a thing that uh, like people have to think about all the time, but I, at the end of the day, it's really just what makes you, makes you happy. And that's going to carry over to your wealth in the long run. It really is. I, that's so true. What are the most effective resources that have helped you the most so far on your journey? Um, probably like the people in my office that have been there for really long and, uh, and successful and even just meeting other people in the insurance industry. I know you've had Jose on here before talking to him. Yeah, yep. um, he's been around forever. He's a serial networker like myself. And I kind of listen to him and see what he does with social media and things like that. Um, we're lucky we have like monthly things or even sometimes even bi-weekly where, uh, they'll bring in other successful reps that have, have really just like are always consistent and they, they give us little tips and tricks. I mean, it's really, you just got to listen and uh, and you take something from that conversation and you try it and you see if it works for you. And, and, and that's really what's going to make you successful. And what you do is, is listening to those people that had some success and trying what they, they try, no matter if you think it's not going to work um, just like little things. And if it doesn't work for you, that's great, but you give, at least you give it a shot and you can say you tried. Yeah, those are really big, you know, even like, 
just to kind of test out, like you, like you said, you know, kind of what works for you, like, you know, doing this, you know, if this sticks with you, if this is like your thing, then great. Like you've literally seen it work. Like, you know, at least with that person that might've mentioned it to you, maybe you try it out, you know, maybe it doesn't really work for you. Okay. Whatever. You know, so just like, keep trying, you know, the next things that that people mention and eventually something's going to stick and, and the sky's the limit, you know? Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is your process can never be like set in stone. Like, sure. You can have some rocks in there that, that, that stay, but um, I mean, this last year has proved it. You got to, you have to be able to adjust on the fly and never, and, and you got to kind of um, always, I guess, not really like, I mean, obviously there's some super successful people that never have to change a thing because they've been around for so long, but when you're, when you're younger and, and just starting out and, uh, and things like that, you got to be able to adapt. And, and we've even seen it here. Like, uh, so I use a lot of videos and, and things with, with clients, but also social media. Like if I were to ever bind your policies, you're going to get an email from me. That's going to have a thank you video and kind of explaining like the next steps and little tips and tricks about insurance. And I also use it for like educational purposes to talk about like what exactly homeowners insurance is. What about what, like what's a deductible and like the importance of things. And you see one of, we have one of the most successful reps in the country in our office and he's been around forever. And, and now he's starting to use video and like, and sending it out to people or posting it. And, and he never has to, but now he, now he, he's just adapting and trying something new because he wants to see if he, it'll change his business a little bit. And it's pretty cool to see um, how everyone, no matter how long you've been in it has to change a little bit every now and then. And then that's the biggest thing I've learned uh, with that type of thing. Yeah. I feel like it's, you know, you do kind of have to have to adapt as things change, you know, things are always going to change, whether it's like, you know, a new social media platform to hop on or, you know, like just how to get yourself out there, you know, to your, your demographic as much as, as much as possible, you know, and one thing isn't going to stick for like 50 years, you know, I mean, like there's always going to be, I guess, more things to try out and see if they work for you. And, you know, if not, whatever, but yeah, like just to always keep moving and keep adapting. Yeah, no, that's the biggest thing. And, uh, and truly successful people will do that. And then there's other people that just won't. And I mean, I, I, and you just got to find what works for you in the, in the time being, and then never be, never be scared to adjust and, and take criticism and, and learn. Um, and like I said, it comes back to that growth mindset. You just got to be able to, uh, to change and adapt and grow as a person and a professional. It's really the biggest thing. It really does. Yeah. Ooh. What is something that you thought about business networking or wealth creation that changed as you went along? Oh man. Um, <laughs> I honestly thought in the beginning that um, it probably, it w- things would have happened a little faster than, than they did. Um, the first, like, I, I wish I could go back and tell myself to start forming those relationships and networking sooner rather than later. Um, and, and, always be persistent with it. Cause that's when you start to see some, at least in my world where you start to see business coming in, you kind of, you kind of get back into your ways of just being like, Oh, I'm busy. I need to quote and, and, and deal with customers and not network as much and not make those phone calls to people to check in. And those are the things you got to keep up. So I wish I could go back in time and tell myself it's going to take some time to get started and get your, get your business running and not get frustrated in that regard. Cause you want things to be happening overnight. I mean, if you're in sales, yeah. it's, you want that instant gratification sometimes, but it's, it is certainly both a short and long-term game. And, um, sometimes I wish, uh, I wish I told, could do it back and tell myself that, um, is, is really just in, kind of enjoy the process of things. That's huge. 
you know, to, to enjoy the process and just enjoy the way up, you know, That's... like once in a while, you know, just like doing the grind of, you know, reaching out to those people and, you know, whatever your, your lead generation looks like, you know, and, and just, yeah, you know, just kind of continuing what you're doing and eventually, you know, things are going to hit, like you get a little bit of gratification and just really enjoying it when it happens, you know, cause it, it's not going to happen all the time you know, for a while, at least it is definitely a long-term game, but yeah, you know, just, just enjoying the way up. Yeah, you gotta enjoy the ride. I mean, and that's the thing. It's uh, it's like, sure. You might like, I kind of look back at starting this and like, what did I do? Like, why did I do it? And, uh, <laughs> and it's, it's certain, like uh, it was a grind and then and, and, um, definitely second guess. And like the grass isn't always greener and things like that. Like when I was at my, like, why did I ever leave my old career? Like I was comfortable I was happy. Like I was, I mean, I wasn't happy, but like I was, it was steady paycheck, never had to worry about anything. And, uh, and, and sure you come out here and it's competitive and, and, uh, and there's a lot of us in the world that do insurance and, and things like that. But it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things, like I had to try it. It was just like itching my, like, I just had to like scratch the itch of, of, I had to do it. And, um, and I'm happy I did. And, I can say that like when I'm older, I never have to look back on my life and say that I didn't try it. And that's the biggest, that's, I never wanted to live, live with that. Yeah. I feel like that's one that's kind of less talked about is, you know, regret, like the feeling of regret, like years and years later, Yeah, of, you know, I mean, like having opportunities and then, you know, maybe not choosing to capitalize on it or give it a shot or, or take the risk or whatever. But, you know, what if, you know, like you're, you know, sitting in your chair, like, 40 years from now, 50 years from now. And you're like, Oh, you know, what would have happened if I did that? Like now you yep. can't change anything. Like that's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, it's, it, it's it, like, it started to so my wife's a physical therapist. She was in, she was in a clinic for a long time, but I could see it like coming from the health field myself, looking at health insurance, you could see like, we're not, you're not getting, as, you're not getting reimbursed as much as a, as a, as a clinic owner for like any, anything really. So the way that worked was they're going to start double booking you with people. And you're looking at like, so say you and I are going to see someone, we're going to see a PT. We might be there at the same time. So she's splitting them between the two of us. And there, so the clinic just needs to make money. So they're just double booking, double booking, double booking. And then it's like, you're expected to do paperwork afterwards and you're literally not even helping people anymore. So it's like the reason why you got into the field is to help people get better. So I could see the writing on the wall and I could see her and, and I'm like, you're miserable. I'm like, you're literally just running around like a chicken with your head cut off, not even treating anybody. You're just talking to people, showing them like doing manual therapy because an aide can't do that. And then moving on, I'm like, yeah. quit. I don't care how little money we make, just quit your job, start your own practice. So you can see people one-on-one. -on -one. And that's what she's done now for, I mean, last year kind of stunk, but luckily we had a, our son. But other than that, it was, it's been great for her just mentally because she tried. And that was the biggest thing. I was like, you're going to look back on this when you retire. And if you don't do it, you're going to regret it. And I'm, and I, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah. I was like, go. and then, and it's been, like I said to her, I'm like, I don't care one bit. We could, I could live in a cardboard box, but if you're happy, if you're happy doing what you're doing, like that's all that matters. Yeah. And that's what I never wanted her to feel like she never took a chance. That's awesome. You know, especially to have that kind of encouragement, you know what I mean? To, to just take the leap and, see what happens you know like we'll get by we'll survive yeah and um, that's it yeah and that's the thing i think that's the biggest thing is is that is you need someone because a lot i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't have that support and and the world could be different if they if they did and they have these great ideas and i think that's even if it was just like a friend 
and I'm, yep. and, and they came to me with the same thing. I'm gonna be like, look, I would tell them the same advice. Like, we'll fi- like, you'll figure it out and I'll help you. And like, that's, <clears throat> that's just kind of what I, what I've always been like. And, uh, and I, my dad was like that. So I think that's where I got it from. And, um, and I think that's super important. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. That's, it really is a crazy thing. You know, when you yeah. have somebody else to, to kind of push you on something that you're thinking about and, and to take the chance. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what you're doing. I mean, you're, you, you have a full-time job on top of, on top of trying to establish yourself as a, uh, as a, um, a real estate like investor yeah. and, and agent. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I know I, I that's, that's uh, incredible. So, I mean, you're, you're doing the dive itself and I'm sure you've had some people that have been like, what are you doing? You're crazy. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you're, scratch, <laughs> you're, you're scratching that itch and that's the most important thing. You're right. I feel like it's really huge to to scratch the itch and, and take the risk. You know, I yeah. mean, you're going to find out a way to survive one way or the other. You Absolutely. Know, might as well give it a shot. You know, it, we're not here that long, relatively speaking, you know, like might as well. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. I, that's, and that's what I've learned. And that's, and that's what, uh, and that's what I've seen. And, and, uh, and no, I mean, that's really the biggest thing. It definitely is what values are most important to you when it comes to doing business? Uh, just doing the right thing. I mean, doing the right thing by the customer, doing the right thing, like just morally and ethically. Um, that's really the biggest thing. I mean, that's what the company preaches, but that's how I would do it anyway. So not changing data to get someone a cheaper rate, things like that. I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously ways that we can, we can do it, go about it, but uh, that's just doing the right thing. I mean, that's that if you do the right thing, in the world and do it every day it's going to be it's going to not only in business but life it's going to be the best way to to do things it's so true i feel like you know like you're kind of if you're not doing the right thing you know in like whatever you know field you're in or whatever like eventually you know you're going to get exposed you know whether you're doing things out of like the wrong intentions or the right intentions and there's only one of them that's actually sustainable long term Yep. You know, no, that's, spot- that's like you said, doing it the right way, you know, you're spot on. I mean, just why not? I mean, obviously sure. And maybe in the short term, it's going to be good for you and, and everything, but not just do the right thing. I mean, it's, it's, that's how we probably should be living anyway in the, in the world. But uh, sometimes it's easier to take the, uh, the easy way out instead of the hard way. And that's, and that's, that's the thing. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, uh, last but not least question, Kyle. Um, do you read and what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? Uh, so I do read, I do, I read and listen to a lot of podcasts. I, um, I, I think I have it here. Oh, it's right here. So this is the one I just finished. It's called the 12 week year Ooh. and um, it's by uh, Brian Moran. And it just is about, basically treating every quarter like a year so you have you know how like some at the end of every business year there's a lot of urgency and everything to get all your numbers in but it's basically treating each 12-week period like that and so you're able to create the urgency all the time um so you never have to like really struggle at the end to try to generate everything you're doing that all year so it's an it's that one uh that that was really good and i take a lot of it to my day and that's kind of how i structure everything um and it's freed up a lot of time too, just in my, in my week to do things like this and connect the network a lot more just because I'm not like scrolling on social media or like getting up from my desk. Like I have rocks in my schedule and I stick to it. And, and I think that's been super beneficial too um, for me. Yeah. I've heard really, really good things about that book. I haven't read that one yet, but 
I'll definitely it's, throw it on the list. <laughs> it's it's definitely really good and it's pretty easy to read. I mean, I would just uh, I read it at night or like in the first thing in the morning when I'm having coffee or whatnot. Um, but that was the one I read most recently. Um, but other than that, I don't really read a ton of uh, like business or investing, like maybe some sales books when I first started, but uh, I tend to for read more for pleasure and listen to podcasts and stuff in that regard um, about like health, wellness, nutrition, and things like that to kind of take my mind off of work and try to unwind as best I can. Um, so I can turn it off a little bit, but that never really happens. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that uh, that book definitely sounds really cool. You know, it, it sounds like a really interesting perspective, you know, to kind of look at things like a, a lot differently like that. And, you know, that's that sounds really cool. Definitely check that out, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone should. I mean, it's it's I think uh, it's important in, in general, just because uh, you do have short and long term goals. But I mean, who says they can't be done sooner rather than later, as opposed to be like, all right, well, I have a whole year to do this as opposed to be like, all right, I only have like a business quarter or six months to achieve these goals. It's going to create, you're always going to feel that I want to say pressure, but it is like, if you're, if you're stressed, yeah. like at least in my world, if you're, if you don't have stress in your life, it's probably not a good thing. Like you need to be always have that little bit of stress feeling because you're trying to produce, you're trying to make money and try to, and try to get as many and help as many people as you can. So that's really the end of the day is always having that sense of like urgency. And now. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on here, Kyle. It, it really was a pleasure, man. It, uh, you, know, you have a super cool story and, you know, it's, it's really, really cool what you're doing. Is there, um, you know, kind of anywhere on social media that, that you can be reached? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, just Kyle Hicks, but then also I have an Instagram, just Kyle, H Kyle underscore Hicks underscore LM. It's just uh, where I post like all my, uh, really my life. I mean, between my, my son, my family, my dog, and, and more about insurance, but that's where you can find me and connect. And I'm, I'm happy to, uh, to, to do that. And, uh, really anyway. Awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely link, um, you know, kind of like your insurance stuff as well, you know, like any phone numbers or anything. So yeah, I'll put yeah you there. <laughs> easiest, easiest way to get in touch with me is my cell phone. It's going to be a Connecticut zip code, but you can always call or text me with anything. Sweet. Yeah, guys, definitely go check out Kyle. You know, he's a really good guy doing some really cool stuff. And uh, yeah, you know, again, thank you so much for coming on, Kyle. It, it really was a pleasure, man. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. I can't believe that that hour flew by. That was wild. But uh, it did. No, thank, <laughs> thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. It was always good catching up too. All right, guys, that concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.